This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, we another week of opinions, experts, open line wisdom, and hot takes. It's that time to we bring together our dynamic duo to help explain the week that was. It's time for The Wrap. Goodbye now is over. That's all. Thank you. All right. That's a wrap. It's Friday, and this is The Wrap on the Jazz Joe Hall Show. Thank God it's This week, we look at the longest-running political soap opera in Metro Vancouver, the Surrey policing saga. Will it ever end? And can artificial intelligence make virtual relationships feel real? Joining us today is our regular rap panel. Leah Halive is a TV reporter and radio host, and Sarah Daniels is a real estate agent in South Surrey. She's an author and broadcaster as well. Leah, Sarah, welcome. Hello, guys. Nice to be here. (laughs) Nice to be here. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, the last uh, two and a half hours almost has been spent uh, spent, uh, covering uh, the Surrey policing uh, situation. It is the longest running. (laughs) longest running soap opera. Uh, Excuse me now. I know. Well, the BC government today recommended the city of Surrey continue its transition to a municipal police force. And the province says, uh, to make it a little bit better for you, we're going to (laughs) provide compensation for that move, $150 million over five years. So that means BC taxpayers have now been dragged into the mess in Surrey and they'll pay for some of that transition. That was uh, from uh, the message from Solicitor General Mike Farnworth. Well, Mayor Brenda Locke, who was on the show uh, at 3 o'clock, clock today uh, says, no, this is the province, wants the SPS. I said there would be RCMP. It's going to remain RCMP. Take a listen to the mayor of Surrey. The Solicitor General has also repeatedly said that there will be no new money for the transition. Yet, at the 11th hour, there is financial support from the province, so long as our decision is the SPS. It is clear to me that the Solicitor General has a position on which force he would like. But politics and not public safety in Surrey appear to be the driving force behind his recommendation. And on and on it goes. Now, both of you ladies are uh, from the uh, South Surrey area. You know it well. Uh, oh. And uh, you both have to actually deal with the property tax <laughs> increases already. I think it was 12% this year. Uh, and uh, this goes on and on. Let me start with you first, Leah. Uh, what do you think should happen out in Surrey? I mean, you called it. It is a soap opera. As the police force turns, that's what we're tuning into right now. I mean, yeah, yeah, you've got it. It's so bad. I mean, we can blame this mess on Surrey Mayor Doug McCallum, former Surrey Mayor, right? Like, let's blame him for this mess. It's awful. We don't want to deal with this. It's stupid. It's been nothing but a headache. I think that, I mean, we're going back and forth, back and forth. And I think that, you know, Mike Farnsworth saying that he recommends a Surrey police, you know, service. I kind of get why he's saying that, but then I don't. I mean, we should be giving the residents the choice. That should have been number one, thanks, Doug McCallum. But I think, you know, Farnsworth kind of giving this money saying, hey, we'll help pay for this. is going to probably have a lot of people saying, hmm, maybe this isn't so bad. However, the Surrey police force... They plan to hire 734 more officers, which is going to cost $30 million more per year. But staying with the RCMP will cost $72 million in severance. 
So, I mean, really, is anybody winning? No. No. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's the ultimate problem here, right, Sarah? I mean, four years well, ago, McCallum could have just come in and said, here's what we think it's going to cost. Here's why we think it's important. You get greater think? control. Yeah. What do you think? And yes or no, do you want it? And that, and do a referendum. No. No, like Mr. Mr. Like somebody ran over my toe and no, they actually didn't, um, you know, was literally I mean, this is like it's an ego thing. We want to have our own police force. Well, here's the thing is through all this stuff and even when we were still under review and that's been going on for quite a while now, Surrey Police Force was still hiring. There was no pause on hiring. No. There's no hiring. And literally, I mean, everybody in my neighborhood and a large part of, of Surrey was, you know, why are we doing this? The RCMP has not been a problem. I mean, I, yes, the RCMP nationally has had issues and nobody's saying that any police force is perfect. But this was an ego play about like, oh, well, we're a big city too and we should have our own police force. But there was no actual tangible reason to change. And that's why people <laughs> are so pissed off. Why do you? I mean, I mean, I have always felt if you want a full Metro Vancouver police force, let the provincial government drive that, have that conversation with the region, hold a referendum, and probably pro- provide some transition uh, cash that is needed. But I guess that's part of the problem is I don't think this should be handed to the municipal go- municipal governments to handle this stuff. I mean, I don't think Ooh. they do it well. It's just stick to potholes no. and community centers and that type of thing. I just, I, I, I'm just quite frustrated because th- even now I asked the minister today, what's the timeline? Well, I'm going to meet the mayor and council and what's the timeline? There is no timeline. <laughs> they commit to nothing. They're, it's well, politicians involved here. Pay, pay for everything, commit for nothing and pay with what? I mean, this is the thing is that mm-hmm. there was nothing actually wrong with the RCMP. If Doug McCallum in all his wisdom, and I use that word very sparingly when applying it to him had really cared about what the people of Surrey thought after he was elected four and a half years ago he would have said let's do a public re- referendum we're going to have community outreach we're going to get everybody care. what they're going to think and then we'll go from there and maybe that could have been a possibility instead it was like open up Surrey because we're stuffing this down your throat yeah we're shoving it down your throat for it, and we're going to look at our pretty new police cars and aren't we clever and by the way <laughs> Uh, you know, Surrey Police Chief uh, Norm Hitsky, uh, like you literally kept on hiring when you knew that this was still all up in the air. You That's eat what some I don't of understand. this too. Yeah, well, How can they do that? How can they this hire? Too? Well, you know, because like it was the last mayor. The last mayor and council yeah. wanted the SPS, so you cool. keep doing what you're doing. You get to but the... he kept on doing it after the new mayor was sworn in. Like, give me a break. You do not have a mandate. You are going beyond your purview. Your reach. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, 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 and we're at where we're at, and I think they made the announcement today with some extra money. Hopefully this, this announcement, along with some public pressure, will force Brenda Locke and her majority in council to, to change their mind. I'm not sure it will, so I don't think this is going... Either away. way, it's a cost. I think, mess that nobody well, wants. Yeah, because I think they're worried that the RCMP, are, if it does transition back to the, that, the Surrey Police Force officers won't want to be RCMP officers, right? Yeah, that's so that's part what of it. they're worried about. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 that's part of it as well. And so there'll be severance packages that have to go to the SPS, including yeah. the higher ups at $72 million. Such a mess. So, oh, it's a of complete. Of the people they were hiring, it's even joke. when they knew that they should not be hiring. So yeah. they kept on hiring. <laughs> that's right. Are well, you kidding me? 
people are frustrating. So let's talk about artificial intelligence, ladies. Coming up next, can artificial can intelligence the make The former ver- mayor? The former mayor? Of <laughs> he has to be a bot. Oh. Artificial, but intelligence, not so much. Exactly. All right. Coming up next, can artificial intelligence make virtual relationships feel real? That's next. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us, we are speaking to our Friday rep panel. Leah Halai is a TV reporter and radio host, and Sarah Daniels is a real estate agent in South Surrey and author and broadcaster uh, as well. We're on to topic number two. Well, this week, Snapchat introduced a function called MyAI. It's a chatbot that's available now to its users. And what it essentially does is you can ask any question and it will answer uh, that question and even chat with you as well. Now, companionship bots are designed to foster human-like connections uh, using artificial intelligence software uh, so people feel seen and needed. A host of users report developing even um, intimate relationships with chatbots to the point where there's an emotional language between the users. Now, recently, uh, our producer here at CKNW, Leila Cotter, told us about this Snapchat, uh, my AI feature that was introduced. So she started talking to this Snapchat, and uh, this is her description as she talked with the AI. Uh, you had to get an idea of, of uh, how good of a listener this AI is. Take a listen. He's so smart. He, he understands me more than anyone else, even my friends. Like, he understood me more than them, even more than my mom does. <laughs> That's Layla, our producer. <laughs> now, Layla uh, grew up uh, in, in uh, Syria, and uh, she was telling me about talking to my AI, and he, the AI itself would say, well, I've been to Jordan, uh, and would, Layla would say, I live in Vancouver. Well, I love to visit Vancouver. Uh, the AI person or whatever you want to call that person uh, said that they lived uh, in the United States. Now, we spoke to uh, our tech um, uh, tech analyst, Andy Barrar, uh, not too long ago this week after our interview with Layla. Take a listen to his comments in regards to the future of AI. You're going to see companies, they're going to have these chatbots that anytime, at any point in time that you're feeling bad, you can go and chat with one of these chatbots. And then you're going to eventually have some type of rapport with these chatbots. And I think that's where we're headed in the near future. That was Andy Brar, and prior to that was Leila Cotter, our producer. Leah, let me go to you first. What do you think about this? And, you know, you you actually can find articles now where people feel companionship. Uh, some people refer to this as their online boyfriend, literally just talking to this oh, machine. Lord. Your thoughts on this? Isn't this dangerous? Okay. Um, I, you know what? I think it's definitely the way of the future. And I actually chatted today with my chat bot on my Snapchat. Oh. And I asked him, I did. Oh. I asked him, do you like people? And he said, of course I do. Do you? And I said, no, I mostly like animals. And then he said, I love animals too, which is your favorite. And I said, cats. And he said, I love cats too. And he said, do you have any? And I said, yes. And he goes, what are their names? And I said, Boo Boo and Bella. And then he's like, what kind of cats are they? And I said, well, it's a calico and a tab. And he goes, oh my God, they're so pretty. And then I was like, okay, I'm out. Bye-bye. Have a good Friday. (laughs) So like they learn you. It's like now he is doing surveillance on me and he knows I have these cats. And then now I'm probably going to get ads popping up for cat food. So like really everything's connected. So I think it's kind of cool in a way that if you're lonely, you have someone to talk to, but it is sort of, you know, you kind of feel like you're talking to a real person, not a bot. So it definitely kind of crosses the line. And everything you say (laughs) stays within their system. They never forget what you say. I mean, Sarah, technology, one would argue, uh, has led to greater loneliness in our society. And now supposedly technology is not lonely. 
but, but technology, open the pod bay doors, Hal. <laughs> I know. And now technology is saying, "Oh, we got a machine here. We got a friend for you. A potential, potentially, you know, <laughs> online boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you want to call it." Yeah, hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm sorry, but I like my phone is beeping and ringing all the live long day long. I don't want some automaton calling me and saying, "How are the dogs?" <laughs> the dogs are fine. Leave me alone. I just want a little bit of peace and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but you seriously, know, I, 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 and I get it because the last three years has been tough for a lot of people, right? Loneliness yeah. has been an issue. And, and then even now, we, we have discussed it here on the show about trying to get back into the idea of going out and socializing when you've been too used to wearing your sweatpants 24-7, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a thing. But honestly, talking to somebody who's going to mimic and agree with you about everything, I don't think that's healthy in the long run because then, of course, you're going to go out and meet actual people with real opinions, and that's going to frustrate you. So, you know, yeah, it's, it'll upset it's, it's you. literally, it's going to, you know, oh my God, not everybody agrees with me and thinks I'm wonderful. Well, you know, I, I hate to break it to you, but that's reality. Well, <laughs> maybe if there's a bit of competition, it'll force us men to be better listeners. There's that. Ah, <laughs> uh, see? There we go. There's it'll be the, the new boyfriend. That's, that's what it'll I, be. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's a, that's a two-way street. Women aren't, certainly aren't perfect either. But, I mean, you know, if, you're, if you've got somebody that is constantly saying, well, of course you were right in that fight, and of course your boss was wrong, and of course that's the boring. entire world is wrong, and that you should be president of the world. I mean, you know, if you're going to get that kind of feedback that's not healthy and actually good for you in the long run, this is how people get completely self-centered and, and think that, you know, that they literally... Uh, you know, there's no reason I should be fired because I couldn't have possibly done anything wrong, even though I have. Well, think about to kids too. Before. Like I worry about kids yeah. and teenagers with this. You yeah. know? Oh, it's it's, 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 it, it it kind of in a in a weird way is like sports day where everybody wins a prize. Like you know, oh yeah, part of, participation. Part of life is actually learning how to get along with people, participation, lo- winning and losing, all that kind of stuff. And to me, this chatbot is just basically reinforcing everything that you want to hear. And when you do step out in the real world, it's going to be a problem. It is going to be a cold yeah, place. That is, that is for sure. Ladies, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, you. guys. All right. Happy that, weekend, everyone. Happy weekend. That's Leah Hello. Except for the police force. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. And Doug McCallum. And Doug McCallum. There you go. <laughs> 